power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Jesus, this morning I take authority in the realm of the spirit. As your servant and as a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God. Your word says you were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes we are healed. Today, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every spirit of infirmity, over every disease, over every pain, over every bodily abnormality. I rebuke the power of sickness right now in the name of Jesus. I command sicknesses to leave people's bodies. Those here and those listening online, let the power of the Holy Ghost locate each and every one that is in pain that is sick, that has received a diagnosis from a doctor. Father, let there be a change right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We command long-standing pain to leave now. We command long-standing lab reports to change now. We command genetic situations to correct and realign with the purpose of God now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anybody under the torment of depression, anybody under the torment of anxiety, you are loose today in the name of Jesus. You are loose today in the name of Jesus. May the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding reign supreme in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. By extension, if you have a family member that needs this prayer, I use you as a point of contact to touch that person right now. Father, dispatch your angels into the hospitals. Dispatch your angels into the homes. As we have lifted up the name of Jesus, show that indeed you are the boss. Indeed you are the king of kings and the lord of lords. We break the power of Satan over these people. Satan, loose them now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. You may take your seat. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just lift up your voice. Give him glory. Give him praise. Oh, me What's up and kissing? No boy, yeah, Oh, oh, oh. 
it before God right now as we sing this song. He loves forever. 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 We declare, we 
yes we do we love you we love you we love you our pledge this morning that whether we be on the mountain or in the valley our love for you remain unshakable we will be like Mount Zion unmovable unshakable by the circumstances around us we refuse to see the obstacles in our way refuse to see the giants that confront us our gaze and our focus is on the mighty God that is behind us father this is our pledge to you this morning in Jesus name amen somebody put your hands together for the Lord oh I believe you can do it better hallelujah How many of you are excited to be in church on a Sunday morning like this? Hallelujah. Sorry if my voice is some way. Blame it on Super Friday. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you believe that three Super Fridays were a blessing? It was a blessing. Oh, I'm not getting feedback from you at all. Hallelujah. And as I announced on Friday, we are going to start a monthly program we call moment of change hallelujah so once every month we gather for prayer for worship for ministration of the spirit hallelujah and no prayers you pray during those meetings will ever go waste hallelujah yeah no prayers you pray will ever go waste so it's moment of change that's the, the logo for it we are going to make moment of change t-shirts we are going to make wristbands we are trusting god to grow this into an interdenominational movement hallelujah spearheaded by us of course amen uh -huh. you see we, we were thinking of having the first one where we had the last what do you call it but even with Super Friday and a lot of our people being home, the place was bursting to its seams. 
So, Pastor Alpha, maybe we just have to go to Ubukum straight away from the beginning. Hallelujah. As to whether the first one will be the end of October or end of November, we shall communicate that to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. But we thank God for the Super Fridays. Amen. You know, um, as your, your pastor, I, I have to be multidimensional. If God wants to use me to change your financial situation, I can come as a teacher and give you seven steps <laughs> to financial freedom. Hallelujah. And, and it will work. Hallelujah. Because it's from the word of God and it's backed by the power of God. But at another time too, when I come as a prophet, it will not be seven steps to financial freedom, but it will be a year by this time. Tomorrow by this time. Three months by this time. Hallelujah. We need a mixture of all of them. Amen. Yeah. So, I mean, such programs are an opportunity for us to explore all the, all the realms God has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. And we thank God. Oh, yeah. Those are some shots. Hey, in the spirit bar. Give me the one that he had lifted his hand. You see where the fan was in his hand. I had to go and whisper to him that, brother, move this. He was a little close to the fan. I had, we don't want to see a hand or fingers on the ground. Ah, so when you are blessed with height like that, it can be a disadvantage sometimes. You know, yeah, you, you can roll on the, the picture. How many of you were surprised by the size of the bread? and it's prophetic bread hallelujah it's prophetic bread in fact this bread thing is going to be a regular feature of our moment of change services when you come for moment you know that that is how we'll take our communion at least you go back with some small bread and some grape juice in your stomach hallelujah it was powerful it was powerful i mean if you eat this bread how can sickness stay in your body it cannot stay in your body has to run away hallelujah we bless god let's keep those who have gone home quite a, a good number of our people have vacated and gone home let's keep them in our prayers for god to sustain them till they come to join us again next year amen all right because most of them are reopening in january next year let's pray for god's sustenance for them On Wednesday at midweek, I declared that this month is our month of spiritual consistency. I thought you would clap to that one. If I said it was our month of financial breakthrough, I wouldn't have had to coax you. It's our month of spiritual consistency. That, that's what the Lord told me to declare. A month of spiritual consistency. Actually, today's service is is ask the pastor part two all right but let me let me lay some some foundations before i get there some people told me the other time we had it i mean i cut the thing too short because they had questions and stuff like that so while i speak you think about whatever you want to ask me those of you who are not here the last time we did they ask the pastor anything at all you want to ask me ask me today anything at all maybe something i've preached on before something you've heard before something anything at all you can ask me hallelujah yeah so it is a month of spiritual consistency and there's a lot of power in consistency there's a lot of power in being consistent 
You see, during this month, we are all going to be consistent with our quiet time. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, maybe in case you didn't hear, this month, we will all say all. Yes, we are, will all be consistent with our quiet time. Hallelujah. So I am declaring the one hour with the Lord challenge. One hour. Some of you, when you heard one hour, know your heart missed the beat. One hour with the Lord. Each one of us will spend at least, say at least, one hour with God every day. All right? And preferably, that one hour should be between the hours of 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Okay? 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. So every day at 5 a.m., something will be put on the church page. Something will be put on the church page. Every day. And in fact, I'm going to meet with the media people after service. I want to... You know, there's, there's this app that you can use as an online radio station, um, radio, MixLR, yes. I think we should set up Overflow Radio. So this month, on some of the days, I'll be on at 5 a.m. Hallelujah. I'll be on at 5 a.m so that we do the thing together hallelujah i'll do the first 30 minutes with you and the rest of the 30 minutes you do it on your own i really wish i could do every single day but i sat down and i realized that it may be impossible so on selected days but if along the line i realize it's possible to i'll do it with you every day hallelujah so every single day at 5 a.m there will be something on the church page Maybe I'll even add another one hour in the evening. You never know. Nine o'clock. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's let's look out for these ones. There, there is a lot of power in consistency. Somebody say consistency. When you see somebody who is great at something, it's because they've been consistent at it. There's a difference between being good and being great. There are people who were good at the things they did but they are not considered legends even in sports the people who have come they were very very good but nobody really considered them as legends you become a legend only when you do something continuously that's why there's no doubt that cristiano ronaldo and lionel messi are legends since those people started performing them other people have come and they just blow hot and then hot and cold but those people have been there consistently every season at least 25 goals those score at least I was like yeah one calendar year Messi scored almost about 100 goals I was like this guy is here a human being at all hallelujah so it's not just about talent it's not just about skill it's not just about gifts it's about being consistent amen and I know God values consistency because even me as a leader I value consistency hallelujah I, I value consistency for me to consider somebody reliable I must see a certain level of consistency and I know God values consistency so the question is can God take an assignment and put it on your neck and say you I can trust you to carry this thing out, out. 
Amen. We need to learn to be consistent. Look, believers of today, we believe in a one-time high and then we go to sleep. When we have that one-time high, we feel we're on top of the world. And we look down upon those who don't really have those ecstatic experiences but are consistent. But in God's sight, those people are stronger and more solid than you. I'm telling you. It is more powerful. You see, you can, you can decide one day that I'm going on a seven-hour prayer marathon. And you pray for seven hours. You come out and you feel like you are floating. It's like you are not even stepping on the ground. You are in the spirit. But after those seven hours, you go to sleep. After Super Friday, you go to sleep. After a period of fasting and prayer, you go to sleep. It is finished. Yeah. Yeah. It is finished <laughs> on the cross. But there may be somebody who may not do seven hours, but is doing 45 minutes consistently on a daily basis. That person is a more solid believer than you. I'm telling you. This thing about getting a high and going to sleep, high and going to sleep, it's like sinusoidal. It rather injures the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, you, you need to learn to be consistent. Consistent with your word study, consistent with your prayer. If I should ask right now, how many of you have read any portion of scripture this morning or even yesterday? It will probably be a disaster. And it's not like you are a walking Bible too. That you know the scriptures of heart. But you are you will not read. Some people actually believe having a devotional, doing your quiet time with a devotional is for baby Christians. Daily guide and those things. People believe it's like, I'm having now starting. So you just want to take the Bible and open it and Lord, what do you have for me? Wherever it goes to the challenge. All right. As the word of the Lord. You run away. When you do it that way you realize you are not consistent because there's no pattern to follow there is no like there's no plan to your quiet time there's no plan i'm not saying by force or compulsory you must have a devotional but there must be a plan to your quiet time there must be a plan to your word study you can decide to do a book study so this one i'm i'm looking at the book of luke so you do look you know that if today i reach chapter two then tomorrow I'm going to chapter 3. But this random thing is, is very difficult to be consistent with it. And you end up learning nothing. Hallelujah. Some of these disciplines like daily prayer, daily word study, and things like that. A lot of people will start it off as a duty. Okay? And that is the level a lot of people are frankly a lot of people are that when you see it as a duty when you see something as a duty it's like you are doing it because you have been asked to do it and many of you this one hour with the lord challenge you will start it off as a duty there are some you will not do it at all but may god have mercy on you yeah. oh i know every pastor knows this ah. the parable of the sower there were four groups of people the word went to only one group that means all things being equal when a message is preached only 25 percent only 25 percent of people benefit from the word fully but that is all things being equal 
But we know in life all things are not equal. Hallelujah. So 100% is possible. And, and may you be part of that, that, that percentage that will benefit fully from what comes out of the public. Some of you, you will not do. Like you, yeah, if I will not do. My five o'clock sleep, what are you talking about? I'm learning up to 2 a.m. Don't you know I have exams? Don't you know you, you have passed your exams already? <laughs> so you, you, you are talking like, I, say, I know, I know the things that are going on here. This one is not prophetic. I, I just know. I know. I know what you are thinking. I have exams. But there are those two who will do it. Hallelujah. When you move from the level of duty, seeing the thing as a duty, you enter into the level of the thing being a desire. Say a desire. So now you get to a point where like, you really want to do it. You may not be able to, to do it the way you want to do it, but that desire is there. And a lot of believers who are there, those who see it as a duty, it's like, okay, I'm just doing it. I don't really see the, the benefits. I, I'll just do it. But then there are those who also, it's, it's a desire. They wish. And some ways, some, I feel the majority of people are actually in this, this, this category. They know the benefits. They wish they could do it. But they do it sometimes. And sometimes they are not able to. But the highest level is when it becomes a delight. And you reach that level of it being a delight by consistency. Somebody say consistency. When now you delight in it, you look forward to it. You look forward to prayer. You look forward to reading the word. My prayer for you is that by the time the month of October is up, you will reach the level of delight when it comes to those basic important things in the kingdom of God. A lot of the things you are struggling with will be solved by spiritual consistency. I'm telling you. A lot of them you don't need any hands to be laid on you. You don't need any oil to be poured on you. You don't need to eat big bread for communion. For the thing to go. The solution is consistency. Somebody say consistency. That, that is all you need. That is the laying on of hands you need. That is the oil you need. It's consistency. Some of the struggles of the flesh. The solution is consistency. The Bible has stated it clearly in, in Galatians. It said, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Simple. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. It is as simple as that. And when we talk about fulfilling the desires of the flesh, let's for once forget about the sexual ones. For once, let's forget about the sexual ones. Because most of the time when you mention flesh, no, you are and fornication and adultery and those kind of things we, we have made those things suffer too much it's like the attention of the whole church fornication <laughs> no no I'm, I'm not saying they are okay they are not okay don't get me wrong let me make it this it is never okay it is not okay but as Paul said to some people he said let this not even be named amongst you you should read the level where we shouldn't even talk about it again. Hallelujah. Some people, when a meeting is getting prophetic, then they're afraid. I know there are people who, <laughs> they told some people that I don't like that if I come in here, me at all. 
I feel like he can see my sins. Trust me. I have better things to see you. Your sins. Some of your sins, they are 21 rated. <laughs> X rated sins. And I don't want to see those things. I don't want to see those things. I have better things to see. Hallelujah. In fact, why should I see your sin when you know it already? You know the thing already. Why should I? Why should I see it? For what? You know it. You know that it's bad. Why should Why should God show it to me? You know it already. When Nathan went to David, from David's response, it was as if he didn't even know he had done anything wrong. Because when he was giving the parable, a man that somebody had this sheep, and this and he himself said, "Oh." Then the one who had, uh, what do you call it, more and doesn't, he should, his own should be taken away from him. I mean, if he was aware of the sin, he would have caught it when the man of God started speaking. The man of God had to tell me, it is you I'm talking about. So there was some sort of ignorance. That's why God had to send him to go and open his eyes to the fact that, look, this, this thing you've done is a very, very, very bad thing. But you, you know. It's, a, it's annoying. <laughs> In one day I should bring the power of knowing. <laughs> you know it already. Why, why, why should I come and tell you? Maybe if it is heading you into some danger, and most of the time it does, and God will tell me to tell you, hey, brah. Giant boazin. My fanti will come. Stop the animalism. <laughs> animalism. Today we crucify the flesh in the name of Jesus. We cut the flesh into pieces in the name of Jesus. Some some people be there's some prayer be they pray. You know, desire in trees or right? Like how I can say, uh, release a single hey, then say hey, double hey, hey, hey. The pastor saying it's like they are cutting their corner into pieces. When they say a corner, then they say fiam. A corner, fiam. They tell a corner, fiam, fiam, fiam. And it's like serious prayer. We need to start praying. A corner, a corner, And it comes with action, no. And we move on with the prayer. I'm cutting it into pieces. Paul said, I pummel my flesh. You know what it means to pummel? Fufu, that is the best example. See how you are hitting the fufu. If you should do that to your flesh, you think evil desires will come into your mind. it's all about consistency say consistency when you are consistent some of these things just leave you those are your anger problems you know that I don't have to lay hands on you just be consistent with the things of God just be consistent with prayer just be consistent with the word just be consistent with fasting all these things it just causes these things to leave you that your extreme form of jealousy That is driving the men away from you. Because when they come, no, every time, oh, are you sure, baby? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? 
have to justify everything because jealousy has now become a spirit God said he's a jealous God but yours is extreme out of jealousy you sneak and take their phone and when they are not you see they say when you feel under the eyes of a dead body it is not conjunctiva you will see but you see what a ghost <laughs> sometimes you can take somebody's text messages eh? you don't know the kind of relationship the person has with the other person some things may be jokes and they don't mean what you think they mean because you've gone to sneak to look at it you say ah okay all right okay okay now they have caught you red-handed well there's nothing it is extreme jealousy you need consistent prayer you need consistent studying of the word you need consistency with being in the presence of god for all those things to leave you hallelujah i'm trying to show you the power of consistency it's as if i'm preaching <laughs> <laughs> all those things will leave you your struggles is because you are not consistent you are not consistent before you go for deliverance check your consistency because it says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh simple and the desires of the flesh, they are many. Let's go to Galatians 5, 16. Give me New King James Version. We'll go through them. Galatians 5. From 16. He said, I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill what? The last of the flesh. This is one of the most powerful portions of scripture. It is the solution to many problems. Walk in the spirit. Next verse. It says, For the flesh lasts against the spirit. Now let's go to same one, but let's, let's move to NLT. Let's break it down to NLT. It said, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. There is a clear war between your born again spirit, which is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's why the spirit there is capital S. And your flesh. When you are born again, it is your spirit man that becomes born again. Your flesh is still the flesh of an 18-year-old. When you become born again, do you suddenly forget all the bad things you know? That's what the flesh is still there. But you need to grow your spirit to overtake your flesh so that your spirit can win that battle. There's a constant battle. There are things your spirit wants and there are things your flesh wants. Your flesh wants sleep. Your spirit wants prayer. Your flesh wants to eat. And your spirit wants to fast. They are opposite. You understand me? They are opposite. They are contrary to one another. They are always in a fight. So you lose depending on which one is stronger and bigger and which one has a more macho voice. Because before you sin, your flesh will speak. And your spirit, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, will also speak. The one who has the more commanding voice will win at the end of the day. 
But you see, when you become born again, your spirit man starts off as a baby. That's why you are born again. Your flesh is not born again, like has not been born. That's why you are still an adult. But your spirit man is a baby. So sometimes in the beginning, you expect that the baby that doesn't have a broken voice or a commanding voice, when it says prayer and the flesh says sleep, the flesh will win. So baby days, then the flesh is winning small, small. But as you feed consistently on the word of God, and you stay in the presence of God, and you fast, you see, when you fast, you deny the flesh and increase your spirit. That's, that's, that's the basic thing with fasting. You are denying the flesh, making the flesh go down. And the interesting thing is that the two can never grow in the same direction. Once one is going up, the other has to come down. If the flesh is growing, the spirit will come down. If the spirit is growing, the flesh will come down. It's as simple as that. They can never move in the same direction. So you need a strong spirit. Somebody say, I need a strong spirit. Tell somebody, you need a strong spirit. Tell another person, you need a strong spirit. All this prayer meeting and things you are doing, they are all exercises to strengthen your spirit. There are things you will be able to handle depending on the strength of your spirit. There are attacks you will be able to handle or whether you'll be able to handle them or not, it will depend on the strength of your spirit. Some people catch certain diseases and it kills them. Others get it and they survive. It is the strength of your spirit. Hallelujah. There are attacks of the enemy he will send to somebody and the devil will finish them. But it will come to you and it will bounce off you like a tennis ball. It's because your spirit man is strong. There's a scripture in Proverbs 18, 14. Give me New King James of that. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14. Gives you a link between the, the spirit and even sickness. And when we talk about sickness, sickness is both spiritual and physical. It said the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? When your spirit is weak, the thing comes and bah! And when I talk about sickness, some of your weaknesses, they are also sicknesses. Even the physical sicknesses we see, some of them have spiritual origins. I'm a doctor, but I can tell you clear. By God's grace, that realm of the spirit, I understand it. And I know it's not every disease that has germs and pathogens as, as, as they are. Etiology. That's some of the things we see. We will clack and give a nice diagnosis. But trust me, it is the devil behind it. Telling you. There's a clear example in the Bible. A woman who had been bent for how many years? 18. 18 years. If that woman had walked into Kolibu and had fallen into the hands of a house officer, Betra presenting complaints, history of presenting complaints, on direct questioning. What is the next one, Gra? Some of us, we don't clack again, we just give instructions. So, uh, what is the next one? Systemic inquiry. So, you move from respiratory to genitourinary to gastrointestinal. Do you have diarrhea? Do you have this? Do you have this? We ask all sorts of questions. If it's women, can we even go into menstrual history and sexual history? All sorts of things. Then you come to what? Uh, past medical history. Have you had this before? Have you had this before? Has anybody died in your family with this kind of condition before? Then you go to what? 
drug history. Yes. Are you taking this? Are you taking that? Are you taking that? Then social outcome. Family history. Uh-huh. And you draw the family tree. Male, female. This, that, that. This one died of cocoa. <laughs> you are building up to a medical diagnosis. Finish, you do examination. Oh, this been too much. Mommy, that was a mean to me in the hole. This is, this is, go and take x-rays. CT scan, MRI. There you come. Diagnosis. Spinal something, something. Osteoarthritis of the spinal. <laughs> and we diagnose nicely. Say referral to orthopedic surgery. But Jesus saw the same woman. He said, Should this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound these 18 years, diagnosis is one, no clacking, no history, straight diagnosis, it is the work of Satan. Any sickness in your life that is the work of Satan, we set you free today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We uprooted from its source. And we declare that healing is your portion. Jesus. So when we talk about sickness, there's physical sickness and there's spiritual sickness. There are sicknesses that come as a result of your own carelessness. Some watch it be that you go to eat. <laughs> you know, you know when you go, you and diarrhea. The distance between you has become narrower. But hey, It's not spiritual at all. Hallelujah. They say, Watch it, that is sold by a gutter. It has something. There is something about it. <laughs> Some of you over the years, you have built immunity to the gutter pathogens. So you can comfortably eat it and you are fine. May the Lord help you. <laughs> the truth is that there are times when you just feel like eating wayside food. Is the truth. Yesterday I sent Michael to go and buy me some watches from some place. And when he came, the pepper was like a punishment. I don't know why Ghanaians would do that. Small eating that you eat, like your nose must run, you must drink water, <laughs> like don't you to suffer. What is that? I can use it's punishment. Punishment. I don't know how people can enjoy that kind of meal. Is that best, eh? Hey. And your are itching your nose like that. Me, when I married my wife, she had to adjust her pepper threshold. Because she realized that the man don't meet that. <laughs> Because their house they eat pepper. I went to their house one. Me, I like fufu pao. I was giving fufu. When I got to the middle, eh, the napkin that I was going to, I was supposed to use to wipe my hands after eating, I almost used it to blow my nose. <laughs> like, oh, if we had known you were coming, we would have reduced the things more. But that is it. You know, some people do that's how they like it. There are some sicknesses that are physical. 
of you know that that some pepper if you eat it you will run you know but you still want to eat it but there are sicknesses that are spiritual and it says the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness that means the pathogens can enter your system but if your spirit is strong they will sustain you something that will kill somebody one time bah! it will hit you and you will survive it and you will come out and it will be like nothing has even happened people enter fiery furnaces and we see ashes but Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego they entered and they came out and the Bible said the smell of the smoke was not even on them somebody say I have a different spirit say I carry a strong spirit accidents are planned for people one time pop, they are gone the car will somersault five times, but you come back in. You just, oh, I just have that. Ah, this is my new shirt. Carden, I think, ah, that is your worry. Not whether a bone is broken or whether your spleen has ruptured. You're worried about your designer shirt that has become dirty. Somebody say a strong spirit. And a strong spirit comes from spiritual consistency. Being consistent in the things of the spirit. Let's go back to the Galatians. That's why when you call for prayer meeting, come. Hallelujah. Because it's one of the ways of strengthening your spirit. You don't know what is ahead of you. Let me tell you something. You see, we finished the three super Fridays. Don't go and sleep. The enemy we are dealing with, he doesn't sleep. The devil is one of the most consistent beings you can get. Very organized, very consistent. Jesus when he went and worried Jesus in the wilderness after the third one they said what and he left him for a season he doesn't give up he will come again but when he comes what will be your state what will be the state of your spirit will your spirit man be strong will it be weak as percentage you see will it be immunocompromised The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are consistently fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. I like the way this one puts it. You are not free. You have good intentions. You have intentions to stay pure. Have intentions not to think about certain things. There's some lady when you ask her this and say, I don't think about those things. I don't think about that. I don't think about that. When the devil brings the toy, he says, I don't think about that. I don't think about it. Because the, the defeat starts from the thinking. It starts from the thinking. The more you think about it, the weaker you become. was asking me recently, he was like, how are you able to forgive certain things? How are you able to let certain things go? How are you able to, like, I mean, I told the person, it is a strong spirit. It is a strong spirit. You need a strong spirit to be able to forgive certain things and to let certain things go. A strong spirit. He said, these two 
forces are consistently fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And King James also starts with the... <laughs> it's a sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. Impurity covers anything that is not pure, including the ones that have not been stated in the Bible. Been written in the Bible, it is impure. It's an impurity. It makes your spirit dirty. Hallelujah. Don't tell me it's not been written in the Bible. When you finish, don't you feel it in your spirit that it has been contaminated? You know it. So then you write in the Bible, thou shalt not fondle a woman. What scripture is that? Let's reach up to one verse one. What? By his impurity, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. So the pleasure in it is enough. It doesn't have to be the act. Once it gives you pleasure, it doesn't have to be. Yes, it's deep. It's very, very, very deep. Like the Kole Lagoon. Pleasure, the pleasure alone, the pleasure of it, the pleasure of seeing, the pleasure of imagining. Let me stop there. <laughs> it is part of the thing, the pleasure. That is scripture I've been trying to remember recently. It, it talks about the fact that you know those who take delight in those who do those ungodly things. When you take delight. To say it by name, but you know what I'm talking about. May the Lord help you. Your mind and your spirit. I wish somebody would find that scripture for me. A scripture. I, I, I forgotten it. Aha! Uh -huh. I know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet. Say worse yet. Say worse yet. They encourage others to do them. When you watch those things, do you know how you're encouraging the people? You are sowing a seed into that industry. The fact that you have used data. Eh? The fact that you have used data. Some of you, if we should accumulate the seeds you have sown into certain industries. Your offering will even reach 100. Because the moment you are using data, it is money in somebody's pocket. Just note it. That is the truth about the internet industry now. Once your data is gone, it is translating into all the IT people. Am I lying? It is money in somebody's pocket. How do you think Mike Zuckerberg is making money? Facebook, the moment you go, this is a, he's making money. Now people making YouTube channels has become 
a strong it's like it's a career for some people and they are, people are making money there's this guy called Wadimaya have you seen his videos on he tours like African countries his aim is to expose Africa to the world that's time they interviewed him he said oh he can make at least forty thousand dollars a month as a youtuber when we have views, we have views, views. So now people have also decided useless content. And they know people like useless things. So they intentionally make the caption attractive. They call clickbait. But the moment you click, no one says view. Yeah. <laughs> people are so insistent to think so. So insistent. When you say envelope. <laughs> But every second you are on that website, you are so easy, you are encouraging them. If nobody watches, you think somebody will go and do it. You will make themselves naked and be dead. There are people who are demon possessed and can do those things. But most of those people is because of money. The demon possession comes in later. And the truth is that the more you participate in these things, there can be transference of spirit. Your possession becomes your possession. I'm speaking in parables, but I know you understand me. You get me perfectly. So I'm booing you, babe, because I know you are a senior. no more. But have pleasure. Aha, uh-huh, King James. They said, but have pleasure in them that do them. You have pleasure. Excited. That is the highlight of your day. You look forward to it. But from now, may your quiet time be the highlight of your day. Your prayer time with God. When, when you speak to God, when you commune with God, and He begins to speak back. May that be the highlight of your day. May the highlight of your day be when you go back to the sermons that have been preached on Sunday and you listen to them again and regurgitate and regurgitate until it becomes a part of you. Look, when a sermon is preached, eh, the, the end product of the sermon shouldn't be that it will bear fruits in your life. It's one stage. That you will live it. The end product is that you must be able to reproduce it to somebody. Because a fruit doesn't end there. There's a seed inside that can be planted for it to grow again. Hallelujah. You should be able to tell somebody about it. It, it should be a part of you such that you, you can tell somebody that look. Galatians 5.16 So, so, and so, and so, so. And add your own revelation to what you have heard today. Let's go on. Galatians. Idolatry. When you say idolatry, it's not only bowing down before some image with a very large mouth most of the time they have some very oversized mouth be and their eyes are some way but there are many masked idols there are masked idols I don't know whether I've preached that there's someone unmasking the idol in this church before maybe one of these have to release it unmasking the idol. There are too many idols that are masked. You know some of them too, they have masks in front of them. They're scary ones. 
some of the idols when you remove the mask you realize that hey this thing I actually have some some of your idol is social media when you wake up in the morning first thing is what makes you come alive. That's how I come alive. <laughs> That's how you change your world for the West. <laughs> that is what makes you come alive. Your status picture, you want to see how many people have viewed it. And the comments they have put under. That is what keeps you going. That selfie you took and placed on your Facebook profile. Want to see the comments and the likes and the red hearts and the thumbs up. Now there's a Facebook thumbs up. There's one be that the thumb moves up and down. I say you people, if you are in Ghana, this thing is an insult. An extended thumb that moves up and down is an insult in Ghana. Somebody should go and tell the Facebook. People. Have you seen that one? It comes on and then it's like, hey, this one is some Ghanaian. Some <laughs> Ghanaian did that one. Idolatry. That's your boyfriend. 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 It's an idol. It's an idol. You worship him. Literally. You worship her. Yes, madam. Sunday oh, I don't even feel like church. Let's, let's go and walk on the beach and look at the sun. You know, you are dressed, though. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Sunday morning. Let's go and walk in the sun. It's, it's a way of even glorifying. It's not. You don't glorify God by looking at the sun. Trust that you see yourself bowing down before Baja, giving it adoration and crying. Oh, oh, oh. oh great Baja, sounds very occultic, right? That is what you are doing in the spirit. Oh, oh great, <laughs> oh, great Baja, <laughs> great Robinson, great Baja, great deviling. See the deviling. <laughs> Is it physiology or biochemistry? Biochemistry. Devlin! Oh, great Devlin. I worship in there. That music, that music is an idol. That music is an idol. Some of you, the truth is that 
I only preach to you on Sunday morning. But from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, other people are ministering to you. Then Sunday you come and expect my one not to undo all the six days of ministrations and impartations. Some people when you lay hands on them, don't you say nothing. Nothing is moving. <laughs> That's a blockade. That's a blockade. But this man, may God give you the ability to break down all those idols. Those idols. Let's break them down. Idolatry. Idolatry. You know your ministry can even be an idol in your life. before God. The ministry comes before God. Let me show you the sign that you are doing that. The only time you really spend time with God is when you have a ministration. The ministry comes before God. The kind of prayers you can pray when they give you a slot. When they say this one is just me and God. It, it won't like there's no passion, there's no motivation, but the slot, the slot, the slot. When you go one hour, two hours, there is a motivation. You fire. Hey, I'm in the street. <laughs> Today the devil is in trouble. He's laughing at me. Look at this guy. The devil fears consistency. I'm telling you. Not that you're one hour high, seven hours high. No, no, no. Consistency. That's what he's afraid of. even tell you this you can even unknowingly make your pastor an idol yeah. you know, like, me I don't want trouble with God though. you better not add me to your idols you have too many already you understand if God comes and is clearing your idol you want him to clear me to <laughs> to affect my life I don't like that they say every idol now you come me too, I'm being glad. Please, I don't by fire. Oh God, by fire, and I'm dead. Let me watch you shiver. And I don't understand why I'm sitting in an air conditioned room <laughs> and I'm feeling hot and I'm sweating. Hey, God, yesterday, like this, I was weak in bed, I couldn't get up. Oh, you know. <laughs> You are depressing me. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Idolatry. Sorcery. Beisem. 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 I think King James put it as witchcraft. for that witchcraft is pharmakeia. It is from that root where that we got the word pharmacy and pharmaceutical. It dropped! <laughs> uh -huh. Idolatry witchcraft! 
not going to say I said pharmacy is witchcraft. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Or pharmacology is witchcraft. In those days, as part of their practice of witchcraft, they used to use potions and mixtures and they'll drink and they'll put you in the state of a trance and those kind of things. So they were doing some form of pharmacy. Pharmacare. But I've told you here before that witchcraft is all about control. Anything that seems to control is witchcraft. Anything. So you can use tears to control a man and it is witchcraft. Manipulation. Now you become quiet and some crocodile alligator tears start running them because you know he can't stand it. Emotional blackmail. It is also witchcraft. When you have a domineering spirit, nobody can talk around you. It's witchcraft. But that is different from the dark spiritual form of witchcraft. And one more in them. They fly at night. They meet on trees. If there are some witches meeting in your tree tonight, may the fire of God. In fact, may the Lord cut down the tree in the storm. You see, the thing with consistency with God is that see, the realm of the spirit is different from the physical realm. It's, it's different from the... I, I just wish God would give you some, some insight, some deeper insight in the realm of the spirit. It's deeper. You see, what consistency can do in the realm of the spirit? Eh? If Naaman had dipped into the water six times, the leprosy would never have gone. be consistent until he had reached a certain threshold in the spirit if Israel had stopped going around Jericho on the sixth day or had even gone around on the seventh day and refused to shout there's no way that world would have come down you see in the physical when you are transitioning you can see in the spirit you may not see it is one moment of transition and it is consistency that will take you over that line going around the city wall do you know what it means to go around a city not a village a city they say go round that's the longest journey you can take in the city it's longer than going from one end of the city to the other perimeter go round I mean can you imagine how much work that was gather the people and you have to march in an orderly fashion too they want nothing. So they, I'm sure some of the people ah, they are bread. Hey. And Joshua can we'll do it again. Hey. And then Zubio. Come third day. Fourth day. Say, ah, you see this because grand they didn't know is that every day they were going they were scattering the wall in the spirit and it just needed that last shout to bring it into the physical that is what consistency does in the spirit a lot of people 
have missed certain things at the brink just because they were not consistent enough. But may God give you that spirit to keep on traveling until you see that which God has promised come to pass. One day I'll preach a sermon titled Stand by your bent offering. People offer a sacrifice and they leave the sacrifice. Because the fire hasn't come down. They've not seen the fire yet. Stand by your burnt offering until God comes. There's a certain sacrifice you have made. Stand by it. Sometimes when the church starts young, maybe the thing is not growing. There is a people who probably sacrificed in the beginning. They just get tired. Charlie, this and it will not work. And they run away. While all it should have taken was standing by the sacrifices that you have made, the nights of prayer, the nights of laboring, the work, and it will get to a time when the heavens will open and God will speak. There's some sacrifice you need to stand by it until God speaks. Let me not go there. Hatred, somebody say hatred. Let's go back to King James. Like I can see variants and things. Those ones are old English. It's a hostility, quarreling. Say quarreling. That your quarrelsome spirit. It is spiritual consistency that will take it away. Baby, I only will be a grudge. Only will be a beef. Say poko. Say ye kuto jeo. Ye madio. Koto. Small time, small time you are offended, small time you are you are bitter, small time you have a case with some, it is the flesh. You will notice that if you start becoming consistent in the things of the spirit, some of the things God they just bounce off you because your spirit has become strong. Have a strong spirit, it just bounces off. Ah, things that people used to say, some of you there, it just takes something small to take you off and your weak spot. Whose office is you? You are the one harming yourself. I've told you that offense and bitterness when you are offended with somebody or you are bitter with somebody it's like you are drinking poison and expecting another person to die you know, the other person is walking around strong healthy you are the one suffering you are the one whose bp is going up you are the one whose body is releasing stress hormones cortisol and things and making you giving you a habit what a genetic state <laughs> Those things will stop with spiritual consistency. And your oil, it's not oil. It is being consistent in the things of the spirit, being consistent in your prayer life, being consistent with your word study life, being consistent with fasting, being consistent with coming to church. Those are the things. I've told you when you come to church, it's not that online is not like being in church. It is not the same. Aside the quality of the sound and everything. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. Jesus is here right now. And Jesus didn't come here to come and listen to my sermon. He came to meet you at the point of your need. So there may be something I won't even talk about, but he's going around ministering to people, touching people, imparting peace onto people, releasing giftings onto people without asking. It can only happen when we are gathered, not online gathering. Not online. At times you come to church, you realize something has just left you. Some pain has just left you. 
some healing has just taken place some idea that you want or something you were confused about has just been settled the pastor didn't talk about it nobody ministered about it but it's because Jesus was here and as he's here he's ministering to people when Jesus died and resurrected he entered the place where they were and the first thing he did was the Bible said he breathed upon them and he said peace be unto you when he comes into our midst he breathes upon us he gives us the power of the Holy Ghost to go through the week that is ahead and he imparts peace um, if you are here today and you came here and something is troubling your heart may the Lord impart his peace upon you oh I said may the Lord impart his peace upon you of anger spiritual consistency was solved do I give it to you I give it to you straight I don't need a ruler it is straight enough <laughs> outburst of anger spiritual consistency will solve all of these problems Selfish ambition. That's why you are in the choir. You don't want the progress of the choir. Just because you are not being allowed to lead songs. The moment you are given a prominent, you know, then, then your, your desire for the thing to work comes. Because it, it has to be all about you. Selfish ambition. That thing you are doing together at work because they didn't make you the leader. That they will see that they chose the wrong person. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Hold me. I'm here. Look at this boy. He even comes to work late. Selfish ambition. Unfortunately, a lot of our politicians they fall within this. A selfish ambition. A lot of them are not there because of you. Your contracts, you know, and the links and the you know, they are not there because of you. No, no, there's the corruption, it even starts from student politics. Recently, I saw some picture of some bus stop. How many of you saw it? Hey, 60 something thousand, 60 something thousand can, can build foundation for a household, a small house you can build. 62, bus stop. And they had branded the SRC then the sixty something thousand. They are kind of worried. <laughs> that has dropped the money. A lot of that is why I, I, I encourage Christians to enter the political arena. We need to go and sanitize that place. We need to go and sanitize that place. We need people who who, who are not they don't care about like what people will say about them. Me, the current greater Accra regional minister, I like him. I hope he stays like that. He's an action man. And what impresses me about him is that when they are going to give the praise to him, he always redirects it to the president. I was like, hey, this is a red Ghanaian politician. He redirects everything to the president. Like he doesn't take any praise. When the journalists are trying, oh, but it is you that they said no. If the president hadn't given me the opportunity, if the president hadn't given me a free hand, if the president hadn't this is somebody who is not thinking about it, but we pray he remains like that. Because sometimes there are some demons. 
those places that just enter you or follow you to your house and they change your character of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, as in factions in Chichemu. You can have a church that is greatly fractionated. The doctors are on one side. The nurses are on one side. The in-between are on one side. All the works of the flesh. Works of the flesh. You can have a sub group, a ministry within the church, seriously divided. Even the body of Christ currently, we are seriously divided over the matter of grace. One saved forever saved. Whether or not we should pray warfare prayers, this church, this church, this church, I say this church, overflow worship center. Oh, the devil is in trouble with us. Even if they burn spiritual warfare, yang yebebo. Because we are dealing with an enemy that doesn't sleep. So these things are coming into the system so that the devil can have time to sleep and misbehave. Look at what Europe has become. Do we want Africa to become like that? There's certain teachings and certain things right now. LGBT, they are taking over those places. And by we will not stop. for this reason the son of God was revealed that what he may destroy the works of the enemy and when he was going he said as the father sent I so sent I you I've handed over the baton they're destroying the works of the enemy it is now your turn to do it if you can show me that the works of the enemy have stopped then we will stop the spiritual warfare isn't it a fair thing to do if you can prove to me that the works of the enemy they are stopped and we don't need to destroy them Next verse. Envy, drunkenness. Don't think those these things. They don't they judge people. After we drank the grape juice on Friday to shock you as some people went to top up. Turn away. I know your shit. Want something that will bend your throat. Ah. This is children's daddy to take a drink. Yours too is a hepatocellular carcinogenic. That one, the OH molecules. No? They are walking in your veins like something. Drunkenness. Be not drunk with wine, but instead what? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Wild parties. Having a party and challenge some strip parties coming away, believe you are running and going there. May your leg be locked by a stone on the way. You twist your ankle in Jesus. You are very spiritual, and you twist your ankle. May a policeman stop you on the way. You know, you don't have a license. You are driving without the license. The day you decide to go for that one, but police they beg you. And may God give you a policeman who doesn't like bribe. 
doesn't like money. Because those ones, Charlie, thank God. And, <laughs> and their eyes light up. Hey, Charlie, pass go. This one, incorruptible. He would take you say, hey, macho. That's how they say, macho. What am I saying, macho? And when they add, I will process you fully. You know that. Ready and go ye. Go to court. You learn sense. What that is. And other sins like this. That means it's not just the 17 that they've listed. There are other ones. Those ones God has left it for the Holy Spirit inside you to help you to descend them. So even though they are not written here, when you are entering into those realms, you, you are not happy. There's something that is said, Lord, this thing is against the Holy Spirit that is in me. May the Lord make your spirit sensitive to these things. As you become sensitive and you become consistent in the things of God, may you shake off these things in the name of Jesus. May you shake off the envy. May you shake off the jealousy. May you shake off the, the spiritual laziness. May you shake off the drunkenness and the lust and all these things that have been listed here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you see anybody great at something, as I close, like joke, like joke, I preach. <laughs> if you see anybody who is great at something, it's because they've been consistent. They've worked on it consistently. If you're a singer, you want to be great, be consistent in your closest life. If you're a preacher, you want to make an impact, be consistent in your closest life. That one-on-one -on -one time with God, it should be non-negotiable. It should be non-negotiable. Don't only go before God to pray when you have a preaching assignment. It should be a consistent thing. The devil fears the consistent believer. Not that one person you go and fire seven hours and say, Hey, I'm on fire. The devil is in trouble. He says, look, look, look at this guy. By tomorrow, your fire will be dead. But he says, The altar should never lack fire. There should be fire on the altar all the time. The altar of prayer. This morning, I want you to pray a certain prayer. You want to pray for the grace of consistency to come upon you. Because you know in your heart that you lack it. You cannot be consistent. But you want to pray that, Lord, as we enter this month of spiritual consistency, let the laziness go away. Let the inconsistency go away. Let the lust go away. Let, let the prayerlessness go away. Let the lack of desire for the word go away. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray right now. There are some of your besetting sins. It will take consistency, spiritual consistency, for you to be able to overcome them. Lift up your voice. 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 Come and pray that the Lord will help you. That the Lord will help you. Lift up your voice. 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 Lift up
is going to succeed in his agenda against your life he needs a landing ground and the flesh is the only landing ground that anger problem that unforgiveness quarrelsome spirit those are the landing grounds look you can do all the binding you can do all the losing whatever the enemy will go and still find a landing ground and come and attack your life and let me tell you something nothing will embarrass you in your life more than your flesh the flesh it can embarrass you the flesh can disgrace you that's why Paul dealt with it aggressively he said I pummel my flesh I beat it down to subjection so that after I have preached to others I myself will not be a castaway go and investigate what it means to be a castaway it is a very depressing thing to be a castaway when certain things come out, when certain things are exposed, like the flesh can embarrass you. But I pray that God will give us the grace. God will give us the grace Amen. to mortify the deeds of the flesh. There's this song the choir sang some time ago.
impossible to live without that weakness. Don't listen to the devil. Don't, don't let those things he says into your spirit that oh, but everybody has what? Don't be deceived. It is possible to overcome it. The Bible says God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can take. That means once he allows the temptation to come, it means he knows that the ability to overcome it is there. See, the Lord is telling me that some of you, you've given your life to Christ, but you have not surrendered fully. You haven't surrendered fully. There's a song, I wish I had the voice to say, Fama Kuma. for ourselves this morning and we surrender our lives totally to the power of the Holy Spirit let the power of the flesh be broken off our lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let the curse of inconsistency be broken in the mighty name of Jesus let issues of anger leave people let problems with lust leave people let problems with jealousy, quarrelsome spirit, let them live our lives this morning in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
we surrender totally to the power of your holy spirit we declare that we are not living here the same and we are empowered we are encouraged to be consistent in the things of the spirit and as we are consistent lord let the things that give the enemy landing ground in our lives begin to fall off let the chains begin to fall off let the shackles begin to fall off let those that are in prisons be set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let bars of iron be broken let bars of brass that keep us incarcerated be broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth grant us the grace to unmask the idols in our lives and father i pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that none will live below their potential none will live below their potential none will live below their potential in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and father i pray for the spirit of humility to take this word let your people be humble enough to accept that indeed we need help from you and father let help come from above in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And let a believer shout a believing amen. amen. And put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, Reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.